We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. The Lakers hang on to get the win over the Brooklyn Nets in preseason. A really fun game. A lot of stuff for us to dive into. LeBron James back in action. Austin Reeves back in action. A couple of Lakers out of action. Jared Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish. But we saw some fantastic performances on both sides of the ball in this game plenty to break down if you're coming in from youtube from facebook from twitter welcome in podcast listeners make sure you are following over on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen to podcasts tonight got a guest joining me and it's my guy scorpio sky and he's coming in with i like the name tag the lakers have shooting he says sky how are you doing i'm great trevor it's always good to jump in after a win and uh I, really good performances from many players i think we had up to like nine or ten players that hit a three the lakers have shooting at least for tonight yeah i mean they on the night they wound up shooting 36 percent from three but that number was much higher before the south bay laker guys got it and like demoy hodge didn't shoot well in this one he was 0 for four jalen hutchifino was 0 for three from deep so before those guys came in that percentage was even higher they took 55 threes in this game was that is that a concern that's way more threes than they averaged last season or do you think that's a good thing i think that was a a preseason thing I, i wouldn't expect them to shoot that many threes but i can definitely see them getting up in that 40 range uh because they're hitting their shots and i think the encouraging thing about this is it wasn't like an outlier night where a guy that shoots 32% all of a sudden goes seven for eight. Like the guys that were hitting shots are guys that are known to hit shots. And so we can be very encouraged that they're going to continue to do that going forward, even with a Lakers jersey on. Yeah, even with, I like that. I like that. The Lakers tax, it's a real thing. And we've seen that affect three-point percentages for a number of players. But I did like, I'll tell you what, I, I talked about this before we even got into preseason that, where we want to look at this in terms of process and not necessarily results, right? It's great when you see the shot go in, of course, but we want to look at how the shots are generated. I thought the Lakers, especially during the first half, 
they generated way more open looks than the Nets did. And to the next Nets credit, I thought they hit a lot of tough shots. But I was really pleased with the quality of shots we were seeing the Lakers generate. And like you said, Sky, now the Lakers have guys that are knocking down those open looks that they're getting. Yeah, it's huge. You know, now we're really getting to see the type of sets and the the offense that Darvin Ham is running. And it looks really, really good when you have guys that can actually capitalize and and knock down those shots that off of those looks you're creating. And so it's it, again, it's just very encouraging to see. And um, hopefully it keeps up. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this is something that does continue. Uh, let's get into some of the stats here. This is the, the box score from the game currently via uh, ESPN. Sometimes I've found ESPN's box score can shift a little bit a few minutes after the game. So if we're off on anything here, it'll only be by a point or two, but just throwing that out there. It happened last show. Uh, Anthony Davis, 13 and seven. And this one only played 14 minutes. So 13 points in 14 minutes. That's pretty damn good, especially with three block shots. Torian Prince, welcome to the Lakers, the real version of Torian Prince. 13 points. Five of seven from the field, three of five from three. Last game basically didn't get to play because of foul trouble. This game, I thought he looked pretty good in the starting lineup. Sky, we need to talk about that in just a moment. LeBron making his preseason debut, played 17 minutes, had 10 and five assists. D'Angelo Russell on target from behind the three-point line, four of five from deep for 14 points and six assists. Did not play after halftime. Austin Reeves preseason debut, 18 points for him on four of six from deep. 19 and five for Rui Hachimura. Christian Wood with 10 and 6 and 10 points for Max Lewis in the final 15 minutes of the game. Uh, that is eight players in double figures, Sky. I don't know if during the regular season we're going to see quite that much, but it wouldn't shock me if we get six or seven on a regular basis in double in double figures for this Lakers group. Yeah, we may not get eight players every night, but six or seven is realistic. Um you know, D'Angelo Russell did went out and did D'Angelo Russell things, and he may not do that every night. He may do it, you know, four out of six nights or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. What I really liked to see was the volume that Austin Reeves shot threes at six three a point attempts, and he hit four of them. And uh, the confidence, the dribble pull up, he hit like he he shot. I think I want to say two or three dribble pull up threes. And um, that's what you want to see. You want to see him up that um, up those attempts because he can knock those shots down. They look really, really good. Rui, his shots from the mid-range and the three, mm -hmm. really, really sharp. I mean, right, really dialed in. And so, again, like you said, the process over results, the type of shots they're taking, the comfort, the confidence in which they're taking. I thought Rui played with a ton of confidence tonight, and he hit some really tough shots. So, um you know, I again, I excitement is the word for tonight, and the Lakers have shooting. You know, we've got guys that can get out there and score and take a lot of the pressure off LeBron and Anthony J Davis. Yeah, which is fantastic. That and that that bodes well for their long term success in terms of uh, LeBron and AD having something in the tank. You know, health willing, of course, fingers crossed, but having something in the tank come postseason that you've got these other guys that can pick up the slack, that can pick up that burden. We, in fact, we saw a lot of LeBron James off ball in this game and not necessarily initiating the offense. I think that's the recipe heading into the season. I think we're going to see more off ball LeBron this season than we've ever seen at any point in his career. Well, he's got the team to do it. You know, you've got yeah. ball handlers with Austin Reeves and, and D'Angelo Russell, guys that can kind of take over that playmaking and um, it's going to give LeBron the opportunity. I, I don't want to say to take possessions off, 
but it's the he's not going to have the entire pressure of the offense on him every possession which is beautiful absolutely absolutely all right we'll get into some of our super chats here kill raven said excited for the season ps frick you lonnie <laughs> i don't like i i wish the best for lonnie and i don't think the lakers had a spot for him or a contract for him i i'll admit sky i was over on playback doing the play-by-play I really wanted the Lakers to pick up the win in this, um, just to just to have the better vibe coming out of it. I was definitely stressing when I saw Lonnie still out there when it was like the G League guys that were on the floor and Lonnie's still out there. I went, oh no, he's going to ruin this, isn't he? Yeah, I said the same thing to my girlfriend. I'm like, this isn't fair. Like Lonnie Walker is still playing and we've got like our G League guys on the floor. Like what is going on right now? Like Lonnie, <laughs> it's preseason. Sit down. You've got a guaranteed roster spot, but... Uh, you know, best of luck to Lonnie Walker. Like, can't say enough good things about him uh, in his professionalism last season. And seems like a really good guy. And I wish him all the luck. But, you know, sit down. Take a rest. <laughs> Chill, Lonnie. I also Chill. really wanted to get this win, by the way. Yeah, this was, I just know, I mean, it's pretty, it doesn't really matter. But still, it just feels better if there's a win. It just, it calms nerves. A little bit if they if they they are up when the final buzzer sounds. Andrew Lee said, "Did Max do something to the refs? Wow, what a team though!" And I don't know a better mentor for JHS other than D'Lo. Similar pacing, style, ball handler. Please give him time. Yeah, I mean the last game it was Torian Prince that was getting the raw deal on some of the calls. Uh, today it was Max Christie. But uh, but what do you think about JHS? I, I didn't. This was. I've got a lot of comments with people saying they weren't happy with JHS. In this game, he was 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from deep, uh, four assists, had a couple of turnovers in 15 minutes, and, and wasn't able to really make big plays with the game on the line in this one. Is this just patience is required, or or is there something to worry about here? Just be patient, Lakers fans. Just <laughs> please be patient. I like JHS, man. Um, again, it kind of goes back to process over results. Um, I like what he does. And it doesn't always result in something good. He, he doesn't always hit the shot. The pass doesn't always, you know, result in assist. But I like what he's doing. And so, you know, he's going to take some time. He's not going to come right out of the gate and contribute to a championship team. And, and who knows? Actually, I'm saying that it's early. The season hasn't started yet. Right. By the time we get to June, who knows? Maybe he is contributing to a, a championship run. But, you know with him being a rookie and and it's a stacked team anyway like he's got the the time just give him some time if we're still frustrated with him in two years three years then okay but i i think you know it's a rookie season he's gonna have great nights he's gonna have bad nights and that's what it means to be a rookie in the nba i mean it's it, it that's all i could say just keep turning that hourglass over and and wait because he's he's gonna it's gonna when he comes into his own we're going to be very happy the Lakers took him. And he's he's just 20 years old. It's his second NBA game ever. I think the Lakers actually, and I fell for this too, Sky. I thought the Lakers, with how much they were hyping him up in training camp, Austin, D'Lo, Darvin Ham, Anthony Davis, they're all praising him. Darvin even named him the MVP of day one of training camp. That set the expectations so high that when he comes out and he has an 0 for 5 shooting night, people get more upset. Like, I don't have a lot of people complaining about Demoy Hodge. Demoy Hodge, and I like Demoy Hodge a lot, he was not close on his three-point attempts in this game. 
but people are upset about JHS. Look, draft capital, that's going to come with expectations. But part of it, too, is the Lakers really hyped him up in training camp, and we haven't seen that get here in preseason. Yeah, and I'm sure he looks phenomenal in training camp. Um, that's that's kind of how it is sometimes, especially if you're new. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have really, really good days in the gym that don't translate to competition. But you just keep doing it, and you keep putting good days behind you and keep um, – contributing and working to those good days and eventually those good days become good days in the game and so um you know again i i just can't stress enough patience patience and and we're fortunate that we're not in a position where we have to rely on him coming in and contributing right away absolutely yeah and as, as this comment says um <laughs> it looking good jhs is not the answer the answer to what yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing we don't need him to be the answer. Yet. Yeah, they, they were, they're not expecting him to be the answer to anything this season. Um, that's for sure. All right, let's get into our first award of the night. I like that. I think that there's a lot of different ways that we can go with this one. Superstar of the night. The superstar of the night. Who's the best player tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers? Dang, man, I, I need to peek at the box score again here and and see, you know, Anthony Davis, 13 points, seven rebounds. There you go. LeBron James, 10 points, three rebounds, five assists. I'm going to go like a different route, and I'm going to give it to D'Angelo Russell. Now, granted, he's not a superstar, but when he came out and he hit, I believe, four of four from three in the first mm-hmm. quarter, when he does, and he's done that before, when he does things like that, it, it sets the tone for the rest of the team. Like the team kind of follows and the shots start to fall and the pressure starts to, to get a little bit less and the, and the rim seems to open up a little bit when D'Lo goes on these runs. And so I'm going to give it to him. He's, he's my superstar of the night. What about you? I think that's a fantastic pick. I thought D'Lo was excellent. Because you went D'Lo, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. And I'll tell you why. I, he only played 14 minutes. I'm going to go AD if you saw the difference that he made defensively, um, we had the question in the summer when we saw Austin Reeves getting targeted defensively with Team USA. Why is Austin getting burned and people are, are complaining online? Why does this not look like such a big deal with the Lakers? Well, because Anthony Davis is the best defensive player in the world. That's why. And because AD is on the back line and Austin can funnel players that way. That's exactly what we saw happen in this game. The Nets tried to go at Austin Reeves. Austin funneled players into Anthony Davis. AD said, get that out of here. In fact, one play, AD blocked the shot after Austin got beat. um, And then Austin came down and hit a transition three. It was brilliant, beautiful. We saw the impact AD can make defensively. So D'Lo's a fantastic pick. I'll go AD on this one for the defensive contribution that we saw from him. I thought he he was excellent. Best defender in the NBA. I think he is. I think he is. Oh, this... I don't know about this. Madison said, I love Palenka and this team. Boy, what a difference a year makes with Palenka, huh? Um, <laughs> but that said, LeBron's best team. We It's too soon. Yes. Let's wait until next summer and then decide. Yeah, it's just, it's just wait. I mean, LeBron's had some really good teams, including on the Lakers with in 2019, 2020, and 2020, 2021. Those teams were really good. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we just need to wait and see. And I hope you're right though, Madison, like this, 
you know, that, that would be incredible for the Lakers and all of its fans if this was LeBron's best team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But as you said, patience right now. Patience. I mean, he had that Miami Heat team with the Heatles and all that stuff. The Lakers, right? He had a good, some good Cavs teams. Cavs, yeah. We're, we're two games into preseason. On paper, <laughs> this is a really good team. But we don't know how this is all going to play out just yet. Patience. <laughs> um, Davion Nelson, I like the LeBron, AD, Wood, Reeves, Vincent, Lightup. The Lakers did that. I caught my eye. That's a big lineup. Austin Reeves is 6'5". Gabe Vincent's 6'3". He's the smallest guy on the team, but he's 6'3". But then AD, LeBron, and Christian Wood, that was a big lineup, and it actually kind of worked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and Vincent obviously is the smallest guy on the floor, but he's scrappy, you know, mm -hmm. and he fights, he'll fight you. So, like, yeah, it was a good, it was, it was really good to see. I actually really enjoyed seeing the different lineups that they were rolling out there, and you know, they're feeling things out, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, and it was a lot of fun. I thought that there was, and, and there should be this in preseason, but there was a lot of experimentation going on from from Darvin Ham, where he was playing with different lineups, just seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. This is again, this is the time for that. But I liked that there were a lot of different lineups that worked to very to varying degrees. That's what we were talking about over the summer, that there's lots of different combinations that on paper work. And it was cool getting to see so many of them work in practice, actually out there on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've just they've got so many tools to work with. That's what makes this team so interesting. And again, I say fun just because there are so many different tools. And we're gonna see them execute it. And and mm -hmm. what's gonna be really fun is when we get to the playoffs, you know, not you know, when we get to the playoffs, I'm not I'm not gonna automatically <laughs> put my hands together. When we get to the playoffs, uh, because they're gonna have so many different directions they can go based on the matchup. Absolutely. Yeah, being able to react to whatever your opponent's throwing at you, which Darvin did a pretty good job of until he ran into Denver last season. But being able to respond to what your opponent has on the floor, countering that certainly important. Eric. Uh, said, good to have guys that just pull from three comfortably. Despite shooting percentages, that confidence will beyond uh, from beyond will space the floor and create opportunity. I mean, it felt... And maybe some of this is D'Lo getting hot early, kind of giving those guys that, that confidence boost. But I do think that the shooting on this team is going to pay dividends over the course of the season. Yeah, yeah. They, they may not shoot, uh, I think... You know, before we went to the younger guys, it was around 39 or 40% yeah. on 40 or 45 attempts or whatever it was. Uh, they may not shoot like that every night, but there's just a lot of guys that can shoot on this team. You know, Reeves, Prince, D'Lo. And, and I do think, you know, D'Lo did kind of set the tone, but like, you know, and it could be a different guy every night. There's going to There's going to be guys that are going to get hot each night and hopefully a couple of them and and that's what's so great about the versatility and the uh, the guy the fact that we brought in guys that are snipers but can do other things you know so you know they're defending i thought the defense looked good too you know i don't want to yes. just talk about the offense i thought the defense looked very very good they were scrappy even delo i thought delo was even you know obviously he's not known for being a, a great defender but i thought he did some pretty good things defensively hopefully sean davis doesn't say something to completely make me look, <laughs> make me look stupid and be like oh dealer did this and i'm like oh i missed that sorry <laughs> no i i thought he was good i thought i thought there were a number of times especially in the first half 
where the Lakers played excellent defense and then the Nets just hit a really difficult shot. They didn't get rewarded for that great defense because like Spencer Dinwiddie hits a, you know, chucks a shot from three and it goes in. Um, I thought they, I thought they really looked good defensively. They even threw out a zone at one point just to kind of mess around with some different things. But I liked what we saw with the Lakers defensively. They were contesting a lot of shots. They were pretty active to, on, on the defensive side of the ball. It looked good, especially when you had a lot of the guys that were holdovers from last year together. You could see that chemistry and that cohesiveness, which is going to be so important here early in the season. Uh, what did you think about Jackson Hayes? Because he's another guy that I've been getting a lot of comments on. Yeah, I, I liked what I saw from Jackson Hayes. Um, you saw the athleticism. You saw the, the, you know, the ability to take up space. Obviously, we, you know, the, the lob from LeBron, which was was really fun to close the quarter. Okay, I got totally I planned. They drew was, that was, up, was, by the way. Was they that a shot that or a pass? They drew that up. That's all that I'm was, saying. That, okay. as, as far as I'm concerned, they drew that up. <laughs> it, it was a pass. It had to be. Yeah, a pass, it was, right? a, pass. It was, it was a, a pass. pass. It was a it was pass. A pass. They, scored, they scored it as a shot on the official box score. LeBron's oh, going to complain. Wow. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I liked what I saw from him. I, I don't see him getting a ton of regular season minutes unless there's an injury. But... Um, he gave me confidence that whatever minutes he does see, he'll be impactful in. See, I kind of wonder if he's if he's going to play his way into regular season minutes. He was four for four tonight, seven boards, one assist. I think his energy is impactful. I'll tell you what, though, Sky, I'm the word on him coming from Pelicans analysts was that he does this right. This is like way back when he signed was that he starts hot. And then he fades as the season goes on. So he gets you excited and then he starts to disappear. Um, so I am trying to guard myself. I'm trying not to put my whole heart out there uh, with Jackson Hayes. I'm trying to be a little bit cautious. But right now, he's been better than I expected him to be. And I wonder if he continues at this rate. If it gets to the point where Darwin just says, I got to find a way to steal, even if it's just seven or eight minutes in a game to get him out there for the impact he can make. It'd be a great problem to have. That's another one where we're just going to have to be patient and see. Uh, and, and every time, you know, this won't work for the podcast listeners, but every time I do this and putting my hands up, I'm <laughs> thinking of that Kobe picture uh, or actually it was a video, but there's pictures of it, you know, when back in the, you know, the early 2000s where he's just like, yep. just get cool. We're good. You know, like calm down against like, the pacer. Shaq fouls out. Yep. Shaq fouls out. Kobe's like, I got this. Don't worry. Yep. So if anybody for the podcast listeners, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say that. So what I'm like, just, you know, just, just calm down, relax. Let's just, let's be patient. You know, we'll be all right. All right. Let's get into one more super chat before we get it, before we do another award. Brandon said, I don't think wood fits with this group. Mm. Christian Christian Wood, uh, just to go back to the, the box score, Christian Wood on the night, 10 points, 4 of 10 shooting, 0 of 3 from deep, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, 6 boards, 2 steals in 22 minutes. Uh, I mean, there were some clunky moments. He had that nice dunk, the, the baseline spin and the dunk. Mm -hmm. That was good to see. I think he's he can be a go-to offensive threat when AD's off the, uh, he's, when he's out when he's off the court, but I understand it was a little clunky too. He drops a few passes and things of that nature. I don't know. What, how are you feeling about Christian Wood at this point? I really, really liked Christian Wood uh, and was hoping he would come to the Lakers. And so I want to say that before I say this, 
I think he's solidifying his role coming off the bench mm-hmm. because in two games, it just feels like he plays better without the stars on the floor. And I don't know, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it's when the ball goes through him and he can be a little bit more of a focal point on offense, he seems more comfortable with that, which isn't going to always fly. There's going to be times where they need him to fit in with LeBron, with AD, and we'll see if that, that may be something that's a work in progress. But um, but I do agree. He does seem to be more comfortable when the ball goes through him rather than he has to be the spot-up guy out there. Yeah. We'll give, we'll give it time. Let's see what happens. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, patience. Hey, we're two preseason games in, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can do there. All right, let's get into another award. Let's go. With this one, star in your role. All right, Sky, the star in your role award. And for anybody who's new, not familiar with the show, first of all, make sure you do subscribe so you can uh, come join us more often. But the way this award works is we take whoever we felt just did the best job playing their role. That way, it can be the the 14th man on the roster can win this award just as well as one of the top superstars could win this award. So looking at this game, who do you think did the best job playing their role? A lot of guys can get this, but I'm going to go with Torian Prince. I, I thought he had a really good bounce back game. Uh, obviously not the greatest performance and people were a little concerned after the first preseason game. He came out, he started in this game, he hit shots, he played defense. I liked what I saw and and I think he made a strong case to make people wonder like, okay, is this, is this going to be the guy? Is this the fifth starter? And so, you know, I think that was great. And and to me, I think he was a star in the role. Um, Torian Prince on the night, uh, just to go back to our, our box score here, shot the ball. Well, uh, five of seven, three of five from three, 13 points. Do you think he's the, is he the fifth guy? I feel, I feel like almost, almost like I'm, I'm naming the third man in the NWO. Right, <laughs> with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are out there, and, and Hogan yeah. comes through. Is it him? Is he the third guy? Uh, who is the fifth starter at this point? Do you think? I still would want to go with Vando. That's just been my choice for the defense and the point of attack defense, and and him to be the guy that you can kind of put on those, you know, Darren Foxes and and uh, uh, John Morant and those types mm-hmm. of guys just to make it difficult, Luca, um, but. Torian Prince does make an interesting case with him being, uh, I believe he's about 6'6", and he, you know, if he can defend down a little bit and help out, um, you know, D'Lo and, and Austin Reeves and hit shots, he makes a very interesting case. He said he wants to shoot over 40% from three this season. He, for three seasons in a row now, he has shot 44% or better on corner threes. So you know he's capable, as uh, Razorface comments here, Prince fits well starting to surround LeBron with the best shooters. That's a big part of the argument. Of Prince, Vando, Rui, Prince is the best shooter. And so if that is the skill set that you are leaning on the most around LeBron and around AD, that's what you're going to value the most. Prince does make sense there. But these other guys have a have a case as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But I think... If he is in consideration, Torian Prince did not hurt his cause at all tonight. In fact, I think he helped it quite a bit. I agree. Um, I'll go for my pick. 
for the Star in Your Role Award. I'm going to go with Rui Hachimura. You know, I've got, I can make a case for a lot of guys, but Rui, what's his role on this team right now? When he is coming off the bench, it's to go in there and be a stabilizer in the form of a guy that can make tough shots. That when he's out there with the bench unit and you don't have LeBron and you don't have AD to kind of set everything up for you and an offensive possession breaks down, here's the ball, Rui, you're 6'8". You've got a 7-3 wingspan. You're going to shoot over a guy on a mid-range jumper that you don't have any business making, and you're <laughs> going to knock it down anyway, and we're going to save offensive possessions that way. And that's exactly what, what Rui did. 19 points, five boards, hit some tough shots, 2 of 5 from deep, and 8 of 14 shooting. So I will go with uh, with Rui Hachimura. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Oh, apparently, I didn't see it. Apparently, the chat was pro-Rui here. But I've got the chat got it went went a little crazy when when you made your pick with Tori and Prince. But I've got people telling me I played that wrong. I should have also picked someone else to keep the comments really really flowing in there and get and keep people riled up. Did I get roasted? Hey man, thought, Prince it, Prince played well. Like he, he I agree. a very good bounce back game. You know, if it if he didn't foul out in three minutes in the first game, and then you know, and he came out and did this, maybe I wouldn't have given him the award, but. You know, I just felt like it was a really good bounce back game. But I will concede Rui is the better pick. Uh, and Rui, I mean, you see the work. Seems to me like he's getting his shot off a little quicker than he used to. Um, it, mm -hmm. The three-point shot and the and the, uh, the mid-range shot, his release just seems a little faster. And so I'm really liking the confidence he's playing with. And like you said, he's a stabilizer. He's hitting tough shots. And I, I hope he has a really big season for us. He, he's LeBron's understudy, right? That's that's got to mean something positive, right? So he's he could end up having a really nice year, and I, I agree. I think, look, he's a guy that committed to the Lakers long-term. He's got a new contract, and he seems to be, be out here to prove that he is more than deserving of that deal. Uh, Luis said, I like our size. Pause. Super confident. <laughs> <laughs> Hayes looks like he will be huge for our team. I can't wait for the season opener. Uh, <laughs> I'm a child. I'm sorry. Sky, Sky, why don't you talk about the size of this team? <laughs> well, the, the, the team is like we have a lot of size on this team. You know, we can fill a lot of gaps and, um, and take up a lot of space. I'm a child. Okay, I need to stop. Um <laughs> Never going to be invited back. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate my time with Lakers Nation. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the, the Super Chat. I'm the worst. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Hey, it's it's fun to have these moments, especially after, after a win. We can let loose and celebrate a little more. Yeah. <laughs> um, this this Lakers team this Lakers team is indeed, is indeed bigger. Um, they've got I don't know if I'm able to answer this. Um, yes, this this team though. They, look, Rob Palenka. This even sounds bad now. Rob Palenka during the summer talked about positional size and how important it was that the Lakers had that this year. And I think that that has started to pay dividends. We're seeing out there where the Lakers don't have a team that is just clearly too small out on the floor. And we saw that a lot of times last season. I, I talk about this all the time, but there were nightmare games where Austin Reeves had to play power forward. Um, 
the, you don't have that issue now. And, and I think that is uh, really started to come through. And again, we're going to see that more and more as, as preseason goes on. I made it. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, Sir Haro said, Captain Himerica is back. Is that I like that nickname? That's do you, good. Do you like that one? That's the, the Austin Reeves nickname. Captain, Captain America. America. Anything with like Austin Reeves, you know, like that's that's all you like. Yeah, any play on that. Let's keep that going all season. Let's just have different versions of Austin Reeves nicknames. Every super chat, every show. Like let's let's keep it going. I want to see how creative Lakers fans can get. I like it. We'll come up with some stuff for sure. Uh, let's see. This one said just the fact that we were willing to take 55 threes and feel like most have a chance of going in is a win last year. Anything over 20 attempts was too much. That's a good point. Like when they shot aside from the one, like Des Moines Hodge had a couple that were just clearly not going in. JHS had a few aside from those, like when it was the main guys shooting, it really felt like every shot was going to go in. Like you had that confidence and they didn't all go in, but you had that confidence that, that, hey, this is a good look. Yeah, that feels really different, actually, now that you say that. There have been so many times where you're just like, you're just praying when the shots go up. You know? Right? You're like, oh, God, please, please, you know? And, I mean, you said it. There was confidence when those shots went up tonight. And so um, I think they said on the broadcast that the Lakers haven't been a top 10 three-point shooting team in, like, uh, over a decade. And so, you know, if they can get anywhere close to the top 10 or even crack the top 10, that's going to be a very dangerous team. So um, mm -hmm. that's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would that would be my I thought they would finish. I thought it'd be good if they were somewhere between 20 and 15 in the in terms of three point shooting. If they can get the top 10. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be massive for them. Now, how much of that, like, okay, so Cam Reddish was out this game. We should have mentioned this, but Cam Reddish was out due to that turned ankle that we saw against the Warriors, and Jerry Vanderbilt was also out uh, due to a heel issue uh, that apparently has been kind of brewing for, for some time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he's all good. Both guys listed day-to-day, -day, so it's not like the Lakers are saying these guys are out long-term. But some of the shooting that we saw can probably be attributed to the fact that those two guys who aren't known as great three-point shooters, Vando shot two for three but uh, last game, but they're not known as great three-point shooters. Them not playing was probably something of a factor in the Lakers' three-point shooting looking looking good, although I still have high hopes for Vando and him hitting the corner threes. You know, yeah, I, I can agree with that for sure, but at the end of the day, to put up 55 shots and fall to league average, right? It was about 36% 36 or something. Yep. That's, is that still league average? Yeah, read right about league average. There, it's right between 30, it jumps between 35, 36% most years. So to put up 55 shots and do it at league average, that's something special. And so that's something to be encouraged by. You know, I, again, they're not going to shoot 55 three point attempts a night, but, um, you know, and you don't want them to <laughs> like, don't want to make that clear. No. You don't want that every night, but again, if they're, if they're shooting in that 35 to 40 attempts a night range and you've got guys like Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and um, Torian Prince shooting those shots, you know, you're going to be in pretty good shape. And, and another thing I want to point out two things really quickly, Anthony Davis shooting 
um, his three-point shots look good, even if they aren't mm-hmm. falling. You know, he hit one of them tonight, I believe, but uh, I think I think he took like two, but they look good going up, and he's shooting them with confidence. He's not shooting them like, oh, I'm open. I guess I'll take this. They like No, he's like, he's popping. And then um, not even just from the three-point shot, but also in the mid-range um, and his fadeaway. I think you can see LeBron's got his lift back. And that's a great thing to see coming off of last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, LeBron having that burst, that, that athleticism, that's going to be huge. And look, Anthony Davis, as of now, he's averaging two and a half three-point attempts per game. Now, that's two preseason games, tiny sample size. But he has, and that's in uh, what, 13 and a half minutes on average now between the two games. Last season, he averaged like 1.6 three attempts per game or something like that maybe 1.5. So clearly, again, we'll see if it sticks, but the volume's going up. And you're right, he looks more comfortable. If he looks more comfortable, that shot's going to go up easier. That's going to increase the spacing because teams are going to recognize that AD's willing to shoot that shot and they're going to have to go out there and and cover him. And so that's something certainly to keep an eye on. I think it's a positive development. Even if he shoots in 2019-2020, he shot 33% from three. Playing the five, that's good enough. That's fine. That's fine for a five. That's good enough to where they're going to go out there and cover him. If he could do that this year, that would be a big deal. A big deal for this Lakers team. As this comment notes, Lakers tax this off this season. Keep shooting. It's too <laughs> early to proclaim the Lakers tax is dead and gone. But I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> hope so. <laughs> All right, Jed. Said Rui Hachimura has to be in the category of mid-range magicians with Sean Livingston and DeMar DeRozan. D'Lo looks more confident than ever. Hayes should start if we run a too-big lineup. Wood off the bench is fire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ooh. Jackson, if you go two bigs. Now, Jackson Hayes did start with Jonas Valanciunas uh, some games for the New Orleans Pelicans last year. But we also saw, I thought, the Nets defensively just 
Hayes would get the ball behind the three-point line. They would ignore him. Hayes can act as a handoff guy. He can act as a screener, but he's not going to create a lot of space for AD. What do you think about that pairing? AD and Jackson Hayes, maybe not necessarily has to be a starting thing, but just as a pairing to get minutes together, maybe what, five minutes a night or something in the in the regular season. I think they played together a little bit tonight for a few minutes. I may be mistaken. Okay, they did. Yeah, and it was okay. I, I definitely wouldn't want to see it in a starting position uh, because, you know, you don't bring in all this shooting. Uh, and it's like, oh, we finally got guys and we got wings. And, right. and then you want to, you know, roll out there Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes. And I don't think that would be the answer. But I'm on board with seeing what it looks like for a few minutes tonight. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know. But um, I, I was impressed with him. I, I believe you were. And hopefully, you know, I think a lot of Lakers fans were as well. And so, you know, he's he, he could earn himself some minutes, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. I think that he he can as long as he's able to um as long as he's able to sustain what we're seeing here. As long as he can sustain what we're seeing here again, I'm I am a little bit nervous again moving forward because this is his MO, but hopefully with the Lakers that's not a thing. He doesn't see his play drop off or anything like that all right we're gonna do one more then we'll do another award uh alex said i'm really excited about max lewis's potential you know like max lewis had maybe the play of the game on that windmill dunk that's going to be on all the highlight reels and i you know he made a couple of threes which was nice had one that got a fortunate bounce but but that windmill dunk was great i don't know that we're going to see a lot of them but it was nice to see him have a good performance like this yeah i completely agree he's exciting um you can see his oh god here we go again i was gonna say you can see his size out there oh no and his length (laughs) i did not mean to go there again but yeah and and i know this is off topic but didn't he have short hair when we drafted him yes (laughs) yeah where where did all this hair come from and and where do i sign up like what is (laughs) where do i sign up I don't know. Maybe maybe he shares a, uh, a hairstylist with Jimmy Butler. Got the secret for uh, for hair growth. <laughs> yeah, the Jimmy Butler, uh, the, the like emo, emo he did this yeah, year. Look. Last oh, year was the it. dreads. Yeah, last year so Jimmy good. Butler went went the emo look. Yeah, he's he's exciting, man. Uh, getting to the rim and dunking like that. He had a couple of dunks and um, and the shooting. Um, he moves his feet really well. Um, and 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 he's an athlete, and obviously he's really young and he's raw. But he's just one of those guys, again, we, we can be patient. And in two or three years, he looks like he's going to be a really good NBA player. All right, let's get into another award here, which actually this one's going to be tough tonight. But here we go. Master Lock of the Night. The Master Lock of the Night. But tonight, since you're here, Sky, we're going to call it the Scorpion Deathlock of, of the Night. Um, what is it from this game? that you would like to put in an excruciatingly painful finishing hold for anybody new. What we do is we take whatever was the most annoying thing of the night and we put it in, not literally, but of course we put it in (laughs) this, this terrible finishing hold. So, so sky, what are we doing with, uh, with this one tonight? I don't have too many complaints, but uh, the refs stop, stop picking on max. You know, leave Max alone. Right? They, they were they were trying to get Max out of there, and I'm not. I don't appreciate it one bit. Max uh, Christie, of course. I'm speaking of. I, I think he, how many fouls did he end up with? Five. Uh, he did wind up with four fouls. Four. Okay. Four fouls in uh, 17 minutes. Four fouls in 17 minutes. So yeah, I mean, cool it. 
you know, that, that was kind of irritating to see because I, I just really enjoy seeing him on the floor. You know, we've been saying be patient all show. So many, everybody in the chat is saying JHS. Wow. I'm not happy with, with JHS. Apparently people saying he's lost his confidence. All kinds. Oh no. Someone said master lock Lonnie. <laughs> I, oh. I almost was going to say uh, the, the coaching staff of the Nets for playing right? Walker 35 minutes tonight in a preseason game. <laughs> like, come on, man. Oh, this is fair. Gambling Laker put the Dodgers in the master lock, who just lost as we're right now, just moments ago. Um, final score did lose 4-2 to two to oh. the Diamondbacks. Now they're down 0-2 in a series that they were the heavy favorite in. And it's a best of five. Not good. Not good. Not good. Shout outs to our sister site, Dodger Blue. They're going through it right now. Um, for mine, though, it's there's something that, that bugged me in this game. And it's minor. But can we eliminate, please, challenges in preseason games? The coaches challenge it in preseason. Like, do we really need to challenge a call? In preseason, challenging the and one that Christian Wood got. Fortunately, it didn't work out for the Brooklyn Nets, but but it's preseason. We don't need to challenge calls here. If the call is wrong, the call is wrong. We'll complain about it, but we don't need to spend five minutes going over to the monitor and look at all these different angles. It's preseason. The games don't count. Let's just go with the call on the floor and move on. Yeah, I completely agree. That one, that's very, that deserves the master lock and the scorpion death lock. Yeah, there we go. We'll put it. Well, we can just put one referee in each of them. I guess, there we go. I guess. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> could spread it out a little bit. Can we spread it out? Okay. Um, and Aldo said, I don't like Max Lewis standing in the corner. It's a waste of talent. He shouldn't handle the ball because he's more capable of creating his own shot. He is, if you saw what he did at Pepperdine, but I think this is going to be his role for now in the NBA. Again, it's patience with him. He's a very young player. He's not going to have a role like a. He's not going to have plays built around him or anything like that right now. Give him time. Give him time. Uh, Isaiah Smith, can we afford to re-sign D'Lo if he outplays his contract? Yeah, yeah, they have his bird rights. They can they can afford to sign him uh, if he outplays his contract. They can sign him. I'll need to crunch the numbers and see exactly how they'd be looking in terms of the super tax and things now that they've signed Bando, now that they've signed Rui and, and, you know, we'll see what LeBron does with his contract. AD, obviously Austin Reeves, the new deal, but, uh, but they've got his bird rights. They should be in pretty good shape as far as all that. Maybe we get to a point where it's looking iffy on whether they can have the full bin level exception to use uh, next summer, but keeping D low there, they shouldn't be prohibited from, from doing that. If, if he does opt out, remember he's got a player option for, uh, for next summer. Is he is D'Lo a long term Laker? Do you think? I I I like what I see. You know, obviously we we got to see how the season goes. You know, um, I was never out on him though. Even after the Denver performance, you know, or performances in four games, mm -hmm. I was never out on D'Angelo Russell. I always looked at it as like. It was four games. It was four four days. He had he yeah. had a bad week at work, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I 
it, you can't really look at him as like a in in like an Austin Reeves or a Rui Hachimura where it's like, yeah, I can see this guy for the next five years or whatever. But I can, um, I, it's not that I, I'm definitely not on the like trade D'Lo the first chance you get train. Like if if D'Lo continues to perform and he seems like he enjoys being in LA and I was I, I loved him when we drafted him mm-hmm. and I think it would be great if if he performed well and if he finished his career here in LA that would be fantastic in my opinion it, I mean it'd be a cool story just you know he obviously things weren't working with the Lakers and he wound up needing to be traded in a trade that ultimately helped free up the space to get LeBron James um and then he kind of went it's almost like I know he already went off to college, but it sounds like he kind of went off to college in the NBA. And then he came back home and he came, he's come back home, but you know, a more mature person and player, his game has developed. And I think it would be, it would be great to see him stick long-term with the Lakers. I know contractually the Lakers negotiated out his no trade clause. So that's going to lead to some talks I'm sure before the trade deadline, but I really hope that he continues to play well. Um, and I really, I think, Obviously, the most important thing is that the Lakers win uh, opening night. That's that's above all else by by a lot. But the next, the thing I want to see most opening night is D'Lo exercise those those demons of what happened against against Denver and have a good performance against the Denver Nuggets in a Lakers win. Yes, yes, that would be that would be fantastic to see. That would be fantastic to see for sure. Um, all right, I've got a I've got a few comments. Uh, saying that they're concerned about Gabe Vincent. This person said, I love how aggressive Gabe Vincent is from three. Gabe Vincent on the night, he played 19 minutes, shot two for eight, two assists, six points, had a couple of turnovers. I didn't think it was a fantastic night for Gabe Vincent. Any cause for concern? I mean, people are going to automatically compare him to Dennis Schroeder, and we're going to see that all season. Yeah, um, I'm not concerned. Not yet. Uh, I think it's early. Uh, you know, they're again two preseason games in. Let's see how it goes before we really, really worry. We know what he can do. We saw what he did in other places. Um, I, I've heard people in the past say things uh, like, "Well, guys look really good in 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 the Miami system, and then they'll go to other places and not look as good." You know, I I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, and so I think we can just kind of wait and see. And and I think he's going going to, you know, prove those uh, doubters wrong, mm-hmm. and um, and give us some really good plays this year. I mean, he's he's a guy who gets a lot of his value from his jumper. He's going to have some off games. There was one play where he drove, and he got blocked. And it was I think it was in the first half. He drove and he got blocked at the rim. And on that play, I went, and even I was guilty of this. I went. Dennis is shooting free throws on that play. He's getting himself to the free throw line. He's not, if he gets, if he gets blocked, he's getting to the free throw line there. And Gabe didn't, um, better days are ahead. Better days are ahead for Gabe Vincent too early to, to just be out on him or anything like that. He's going to have a game where he hits a bunch of, a bunch of big threes and, uh, we'll all be singing his praises. Uh, Cuddy said, so pumped for this season. So sky, which of our guards do you think will engage with and be best at getting the ball to our bigs? pause um <laughs> in particular ad so who's the who's the best at, at, at making that pass and getting the bigs uh going out of all our guards um damn i don't know i like the chemistry that d and uh anthony davis are developing 
Um, but at the same time, we didn't necessarily see it tonight. Austin Reeves is really good at, at finding mm-hmm. all of his teammates, really. It's not just Anthony Davis. So it's tough. Um, I think it feels like uh, D'Angelo Russell looks for Anthony Davis a little bit more than some of the others, which is one thing I actually liked about, uh, dare I say, Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's a, fair. He did do a good job of that. Yeah, he looked for Anthony Davis, and that was one thing I liked to see. Um, you can kind of develop a good two-man game out of that, and Anthony Davis is incredible when he has people setting him up. So I would I I would probably say uh, D'Lo in that sense um, when it comes specifically to uh, to you know AD getting the ball to him. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, I think he's going to do a really nice job of that as well. Uh, good pick there, Dante. Is out on JHS. Fino was a bad pick. 16 minutes tonight and zero points. This guy can't shoot at all. Man, again, like he's not. If he was shooting like this in training camp, Darvin Ham's not calling him the MVP. Right? So that tells you that something is happening on the practice floor that's not translating under the bright lights just yet. And I think that could be, that can just be. A twenty-year-old. I mean, Sky. You, I'm sure you can relate, right? There were when you 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 trained, you trained, you trained. How nervous did you feel when you actually got out there in front of a crowd for your first match? Incredibly nervous. And like, here's the thing. Uh, and I speak to a lot of people about these things. Is is you're not always going to look the same under the lights as you do at the gym. And sometimes people never connect it. But what it really, really takes time and and the only way to really get used to executing under those lights and performing under those lights the way you do in the gym is by doing it so you can't really expect a guy who's would you say he's 20 yeah it's hard to expect a guy that is is 20 years old to go out and perform at the level he is in practice in real game situations especially with guys that have been playing the game for a number of years like real veterans so Again, don't judge him now. Wait, you know, at least give him the season. And let's see what he looks like at the end of the season, assuming he gets minutes, which he may not. He may not even get minutes. Mm -hmm. So this might be a couple of years that we need to wait and see because you, I, I don't even know how to explain it. You have to get out there and do it. You have to make mistakes. You have to do, you know, make the right reads. And, and the game is just, it, it's it's nuanced and it's faster and and once you get out there and you you feel it out you figure it out and so again just patience with jhs you know he's he, he's not a a lottery guy that you know is going to come in and contribute right away like a victor Wimbayama or whatever mm-hmm. like he was the 17th overall pick and um he, you know he's a project i don't think the lakers brought him in to contribute now i think he, he's a a future project if the Lakers thought JHS was a night in, night out, 20 plus minute per game guy, they wouldn't have signed Gabe Vincent. They would have spent that money somewhere else. They would have Absolutely. spent the, the way they they structure this team. They clearly plan on this being kind of a redshirt season for JHS where he can just learn. And, and that's exactly what it should be. That's exactly what it should be for him. He, he needs time. He needs time. Kid Sage said, notice how no one complains about Darvin Ham." LOL. Also, Rui reminds me of a young Kawhi with his shot and fundamentals. 
What do you think about that? Nobody complained. Is that because the Lakers are winning? That's just what it comes down to? Nobody complains when you win? People are still going to complain about Darvin Ham. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Let the season start. There'll be games where we will lose, and it's I didn't like this rotation, or we should have called the timeout here, or we should have done this, and yada, yada. I mean, it's going to happen. That's what happens when you're an NBA coach, and especially if you're coaching the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a very high bar. However, I think Darvin Ham has done – uh, a very good enough, a good enough job uh, up until this point, specifically in the playoffs last year or this year, um, to to prove that he's a good NBA head coach. And so, um, you know, I, I I think again, like there's there's really nothing to complain about as far as Rui goes. The young Kawhi, I get it with the you know the mid range shots, and yes. um, I think I saw an interview with Rui where people work and like have always kind of compared him to Kawhi. And so he started watching Kawhi's game and like pattering, pattering, pattering. Is that a word? Pattern. Patterning. Yeah. Pull the Sean Davis here. I'm, all, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm making stuff up here. Um, yeah. He started like kind of developing his game like Kawhi. I mean, and if he can add some Kawhi defense, then okay, Rui, let's sure. go. Yeah, right, right. The, the funny thing is, I can see Sean is sitting backstage right now, getting ready to start his show, the Lakers Nation post post game show, and he's laughing. He's laughing because <laughs> he knows yeah. he he makes up words sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Sean. Yep. Yeah, he's giving us a thumbs up. All right, um, everybody, we are going to go to Sean's show, the Lakers Nation post post game show, in just a moment. Sky, any any final thoughts before we sign off here? The Lakers have shooting <laughs> let's go let's go 55 threes they knocked in a bunch of them shot 36 percent. but really when the the main guys were on the floor they shot much better than that was great to see i'll also say this i thought we saw marked improvements in chemistry and cohesiveness just in how the team played together i know a lot of that can come down to lebron and austin reeves being on the floor that tends to help but also I think we saw growth from game one to game two. So that was certainly important. But Sky, thank you so much for coming on here. This was this was a blast, a lot of fun, and uh, always appreciate getting your analysis. Thanks for having me. I love doing the show. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy Lakers basketball is back, and hopefully I'll be on the show a lot more throughout the season, specifically celebrating W's. That's right. That's right. Thank you again. Would love to have you on anytime that you are free all right everybody appreciate appreciate all of you for joining me here again stick around sean davis's lakers nation post post game show is just about to start before we get to that though quick reminder do subscribe to the lakers nation youtube channel hit the like button on this video get this out to as many people as you possibly can podcast listeners we're going to be leaving off here again make sure you're subscribing and we'd love it if we can get that five-star rating and review over on apple podcast it's a great way to help out the show. That's it for me tonight, everybody. See ya and stay safe. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.